What's going on, everybody? It's the real back with the real bodybuilding podcast. This is episode number 105, and I'm here with Nate Epler, the pro debut shocker of the uh, IFBB. How are you, man? How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you, bro? I'm good, man. So I think a lot of people were talking about uh, Blessings Pro debut, and you kind of flew under the radar a little bit there and kind of shocked everybody. How does that feel? It feels really good, man. I, I've uh, been an underdog in the past as well and kind of been that uh, that sleeper mentality, you know, just kind of flying low. And uh, it definitely it feels good um, because obviously this is the big leagues, you know, and this yeah. is my this is my debuts. Um, I definitely knew what we were bringing, but, you, you know, you just never really know until you stack up next to them. Yeah, yeah. How did it feel? Well, first, let me ask you this. How old are you? I am. I just turned 27 in February. Okay. So, and this is your first, when did you turn pro? What show did you turn pro at? Um, I won the USA championships in um, the heavyweight class in 2019. Okay. So you took a year, was that last year? No, you took a year off, right? Yeah. Um, it's just because COVID. Yeah. Just because oh, okay. of COVID. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I had actually been prepping last year for the Indy pro as well. Cause Indy, so it's my hometown. This I'm okay. from Indiana. Okay. And um, I had turned pro at uh, the USA Championships in 2019. And then um, I had about six months of an off season. And then we started prepping at the end of 2019, like December-ish for uh, May of 2020 would have been the Indy Pro. And I had been prepping for about five months. And then the Indy got canceled completely. So, Yeah. So you got ready for this year and how was your off season then after you decided you weren't going to compete last year, did you have a good off season or did you stay close to the same size? How much muscle, more muscle did you put on? Yeah. Um, I still had a lot of areas that I could improve upon. And, um, I mean, and actually, so after Indy got canceled, we still stayed in prep and I was looking okay. for Chicago. Cause I'm only about three hours away from Chicago. Yeah. So I was actually, looking at Chicago pro and then it got moved all the way until um, like October. And at that point I had been prepping since December and I was like, I'm not about to do 10 months of prepping when still we're unsure if it was even going to happen. So Mm -hmm. we shut it down, um, you know, like probably beginning of the summer last year. Okay. And, um, I had a really, my most successful off season, probably I got up to about two forty five morning weight. Wow. Um, yeah, for me, that's, that's pretty big. The most I'd ever been before was in the two thirties. So mm. we definitely got, um, a lot bigger. I definitely had, um, I grew more in my back. Um, my legs grew a little bit more for sure. Um, calves just some of the those minor areas that still were lagging for me i i really tried to bring those up what does it feel like i remember i turned pro 27 and i remember walking into my first pro show and feeling terrified walking into the indie pro with john jewett there and some of the other big names how did that feel for you like how was that moment when you walked backstage and saw everybody or walked into registration you know what is is funny? I um, <laughs> it didn't feel. I was more nervous, I think, for USA's, okay. and 
Um, so, and just so you know, like I haven't been competing that all that long. This was only my sixth show. Okay. Um, I turned pro at my fifth show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I think still, like I had a lot more jitters two years ago when I was turning, when I was going for my pro card, um, this year. And when I got to the Indy pro, I think I just, I knew the work that I put in. So I wasn't really nervous in that regard. I just was, uh, more excited, you know, more anxious. Um, yeah. and it didn't really hit me until I was backstage and then I was like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Do you think now, you were now we're here? Do you think you were okay because nobody was talking about you? Because it's kind of unexpected, right? Yeah. I think less pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So when you get backstage, what what's the what's the first thought? Like, has explain to people what it feels like to walk backstage for the first time. So um, walking backstage for the first time for this pro debut, I think um, it was a little bit surreal um kind of a the that aha moment like wow um and this prep was we had some difficulty with this prep i had some uh i had a back injury a low back injury that i was dealing with some nerve pain um through my arm that i was dealing with i had a lot of like nagging injuries and things that had come up this prep that made it um a little bit difficult and um my coach is Matt Kuba and he had pushed me a lot harder this prep than I've ever been pushed. Yeah. And, um, so I think it was when I got backstage, it was more of the feeling of not relief, but, but, um, I could breathe and I knew yeah. that I put in the work yeah. and, um, I was really happy. I was really happy. Really. There's no other word for it. When you, well, I know when you walk backstage, and I'm just trying to paint a picture for people watching because there's a lot of people that watch this podcast that don't compete. Right. So when you walk backstage, sure. everybody's kind of dressed, you're dressed. You don't really know what anybody looks like yet. When everybody starts pumping up and they start, you know, the sweatshirts start coming off, the pants start coming off. Are you, are you still like, you know, you have the goods or are you starting to get worried now? Is there any worry ever? Or are you still like on top of it? No, I, I get really a tunnel vision. Okay. I, I used to wrestle and so it's, um, I kind of enter a different zone when I, when I start getting there and I really just try to focus on what I'm doing and, and not look around too much because it can, it can really mentally like kind of get to you looking around and be like, God, these dudes are huge, yeah. <laughs> especially because yeah. I'm tall. I'm tall for the class. I'm like five, seven and a half, almost yeah. five, eight. It is taller for that class. So. Yeah. Right. And so you got guys that are five, two, five, three, five, four, and they just look like a brick house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It can be a little bit intimidating. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of get in that tunnel vision mode and I just, I know how to execute. Um, I, I just try to execute at a high level. And I know that, you know, we did put in the work and that's, we just got to go do the job now. Is there somebody backstage with you or were you back there by yourself? No, I was back there by myself. Can you explain? I, I just, I, I know, I don't want to, I'm going to get away from the backstage stuff for in a second. I just am curious because it's fascinating to me, especially because you said you wrestled. How is it, how do you get into that tunnel, that zone that you're talking about? Is it just head down? I'm just doing the stuff I have to, you're going through a checklist in your mind or is there somewhere, something else that puts you there? No, it's, yeah, it's just a checklist mainly. I mean, it is, it's, just 
shit. You lose me. I lost you for a second, dude. I'm sorry. Do you mind? Do you mind just repeating that answer? I apologize. Go go ahead. Go no, ahead. you're good. You got me now. It's, yeah, good? It's, it's probably my fault. I apologize, man. Go ahead. No, no. It's um, it's like uh, you get into this methodical. It's it's um, uh, it's very methodical. Just like with training is what I was saying. You know, with training, I mean you have a way of when you go into the gym and your pre-gym ritual, you know, we all have that, you know, you're making your drink, you're, you know, you're tying your shoes a certain way, you're putting your headphones on, you're yeah. listening to certain music going to the gym. It's, it's that you're getting that rhythm and that method um, leading up to it. And I think it's kind of the same feeling backstage for me is I've been here before. Mm -hmm. um, I know how to execute at a high level and I know, um, you know, what to expect. I'm prepared. Yeah. And so it's more so let's just deliver now and let's go through, okay, when do I need to get my glaze on? When do I need to touch up my tan? Um, when do I need to start stripping down to pose and to, you know, start pumping up. And mm -hmm. that's the thing too. I really try not to um, pump up early at all. Yeah, because a, a lot of guys can really miss the mark if they start pumping up too early and then they fade. Yeah. Um, so I, I almost wait till like the last minute that I can, and I just get a quick pump and then go out. Do you think, how many years did you wrestle for? I wrestled for eight years. Do you think wrestling kind of got you used to the competition and used to that pressure and, used to going out and being able to like execute. Do you think if it wasn't for wrestling, do you think you would have the feeling that you had back there? Or would it all be a lot harder for you? No, I think that wrestling really makes, um, I think wrestling really translate well, translates well to bodybuilding yeah. very well because it's so um, individual and it's spotlight on you. Um, and there's a different level of pressure than with a team sport. So I think, you know, and, and again, you have to be really disciplined as far as what you're eating and making weight and X, Y, and Z that goes into wrestling. It, it really correlates well with bodybuilding. So mm -hmm. I definitely think that wrestling helped prepare me. Um, yeah. For that kind of that level of pressure, you know, and being that you're on stage. I mean, yeah, you're up against other guys, but, but it's, I mean, it's you. Yeah. Did you start, did you start bodybuilding for wrestling? Is that how you started weight training? So, yeah, I started weight lifting weights um, to get stronger for wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of just fell in with it? Or... Yeah. Yeah, I love training and um, my strength coach. So I used to be a really small guy, like yeah. tiny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went into high school and I weighed 100 pounds. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I swear to God, oh, yeah. I weighed 105 pounds. Wow. I was so small. Crazy. And then I graduated high school. And I weighed 130 and that was not even, that wasn't even 10 years ago. That was like nine years ago. Wow. So you yeah. Been, so so been, really, when you flipped the switch to bodybuilding, was it like full blast? Like I'm going to eat all the meals and do all the training or did you kind of ease into it? Or was it automatic? Like flip a switch. There's a funny story. I'll tell you real quick too. It's my, uh, my strength coach. He was, uh, a really big advocate for training and like volume training and, you know, kind of lifted like a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, and it correlated well to wrestling because we would get really muscular, but we would also get stronger. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, he kind of instilled those values in me. And I remember I lost my last match of my senior year by one point and it was in the round to go to our state finals. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was devastated and my wrestling coach, my strength coach walked up to me and he goes, all right, you ready to get big now? (laughs) (laughs) That was And I go, I said, all right. And then I went and got a cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, you're, so uh, yeah, I mean, so the the dieting and everything for bodybuilding is probably easy for you after doing weight cuts and shit for wrestling, no? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. it's like uh, you know, I've always been on a diet since like eighth grade. I've always been eating, you know, regimen and yeah. um, doing cardio and like this is just it's just a lifestyle for me, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about. It. I just love bodybuilding so much, and I I have a deep love for the sport and for being competitive and um yeah like right after high school i just decided okay i want to get mainly it was i want to get bigger yeah because i didn't really know a lot about um bodybuilding i didn't know a lot of the big names in bodybuilding yet i just knew i wanted to be big i was so sick of being small and i got picked on you know and bullied when i was a kid and it just turned being small and um yeah i just i went into college and i knew i wasn't gonna wrestle so i was like well i'm just gonna eat now i just i ate like everything i could can you get can you get do you get fat or you kind of guy who just can't get fat because you said you were a smaller guy I, i can eat quite a bit i mean it's like for instance like my off seasons i, I do really well with carbs Mm-hmm. Um, but like the last couple of years, my off seasons, you know, we were pushing 6,000 plus calories a day. Wow. Um, yeah, every day. Carbs anywhere from 700 to 900 grams. So it's, I, I have to eat in order to put on size for yeah. sure. Um, okay. So going back to the show, you get on stage. And you're in the first call out. How many guys were in the class? How many guys were competing that day? Um, fifteen. So you're a first call out, right? Yeah. How does how does that feel? First call out at your first pro show. I expected it, and I hope that's not bad. <laughs> no, no, it's the I truth. That's it's good. Bad. Yeah. I expected to be in the first call out. I knew that I what I was bringing should should be in the first call out, I really was very confident in that. Um, so I wasn't like surprised, but then I knew, okay, now I got a battle though, because I knew John was there. I knew Noel Adame, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name, right, but he had won the Indy pro two years ago. Um, I knew there's big names there and, you know, Tony O'Burton, he's a buddy of mine uh, who won. Okay. We both turned pro at the same show. Okay. Okay. And, uh, he was a light heavy and I was a heavy okay. and uh, I knew that people were sleeping on him as well. And so I, I you know, I just knew that, okay, this is where I want to be. This is where we should be, but now I've got to turn it on. I've got to outpose. I have to hold tight. I've got to control breathing. And that's where, you know, again, kind of go into that, get into that rhythm and that, mm-hmm. um, you know, methodical mindset of we've been here. 
I've been practicing now just execute. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see a rivalry coming for the long haul because you guys are friends and you kind of turn pro at the same time. And now he's first, you're second. I mean, is this something that's going to build over the years? You think? I think we're going to battle. I think we're going to yeah. battle over the years. I really do because um, he, we both have, you know, round, um, fresh muscle bellies. We both get in really good condition. Um, we're both really similar height and weight. Um, the ultimate goal for us obviously is to go to the open, but it's going to take a few years for, for us to put on the size. But I was thinking about that and I was, I was definitely thinking like, this will be a fun one because I know he and I are going to battle over the years for sure. So you guys, both of your goals, I didn't know that you got both your goals is to go to the open class. Yeah. Yeah. So five, seven, you're going to have to be like two forty to compete in the open class. Yeah. And that's your goal. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. What did you, what was your weight on yeah. Saturday? What was your weight on Saturday? 210, 212? I weighed it to 11. Um, and I, I usually hang about like, uh, I usually hang about like 215, 214. Um, and again, I'm being that I'm, I stay lean, you know, relatively lean for year, year round. Um, I know it's going to take time to put on yeah. the size and that's where, uh, my coach and I have talked about it and, you know, he even agreed like my end, the end goal and the best that I'm going to look is probably going to be in that 230 to 240 mark. Yeah. Um, but it's just about being patient, you know, and not rushing it, especially because my waist is, um, my waist is like 30 or 30 and a half or 31 inches. Yeah. So we definitely don't want to start losing the proportions that we have because that's what's really helping me right now is the symmetry and the proportion. So that's actually leading to my next question is why do you think, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you to play judge. So you don't have to, if you don't want to, but <clears throat> why do you think Tony will beat you? And why do you think you beat John? Like if you had to pick something, we'll start with Tony. If you had to pick one reason why he beat you, what, what do you think it would be? <clears throat> I think he's a little more round and a little bit more dense um, up top than me. Mm -hmm. Um, specifically in the mid back area, which has been a lagging body part of mine that I've been working on for about a year now, really, really like putting in a lot of effort to it. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing I was pretty upset about when I had this low back injury that I couldn't continue doing like rack pulls and I couldn't do some of the heavier compounds that I really wanted to do yeah. um, through the fret that could have, you know, really brought up some more thickness in my back. So I think maybe it's just that uh, a little bit more wow factor um, because of the level of density he's got. Yeah, of course. Um, and then I think with John, I think, uh, and I, and John and I really like, we just met, you know, and I have nothing but good things to say about him. He's a great guy. Yeah. And um, I think that I have a little bit more thickness in my lower lats, the, okay. the very, very bottom. So I think I've got a little, while you're sorry to interrupt you while you're talking, I'm just going to show everybody your Instagram so they can see what you're talking yeah. about. So before you go sure. on, everybody follow Nathan Epler. It's IFBB underscore Nathan underscore Epler, E-P-L-L-E-R for those listening in audio. Um, so I'm looking at your photos. This is your, you were talking about your mid back and then you said your lats hang a little lower than John's is what you thought. Do we have a yeah, back like shot Yeah, like the lowest. Yeah, the thickness through the bottom um, yeah. of the lat. Sure. I think I'm a little bit, um, a 
little bit denser in the lower lat area. And then my shoulders, I think my shoulders are, my shoulders and chest are a little bit um, fuller yeah. and bigger than John. Um, and yeah. I think I had, go ahead. I, I think I was going to say, I think I can agree with those statements. I think your back is, your conditioning is incredible, by the way. I just, just noticing that now. I haven't gone through all these yeah. photos yet. Your conditioning <laughs> is like, how much cardio were you doing every day? Um, about 40 to 50 minutes. Um, and actually, so normally I only have to do treadmill. I just do incline walking. Yeah. Um, but this prep, Matt, my coach, he had put a uh, Stairmaster back in for a few weeks and it was so funny. We were about eight weeks out and he put Stairmaster back in intervals at 40 minutes Yeah. and I got I got shredded in like two weeks. <laughs> you pull them back and out again? We had, to, we had to pull pull back a little bit because I came in way too quick. Um, but yeah, and I think that's, you know, again, my shape. I think maybe I have, uh, I mean, John hits an amazing vacuum. But I think that, again, my shape uh, and symmetry yeah. made me kind of out, outbeat him, especially because the condition was pretty similar for both of us. Yeah, you have a great physique. I mean, very round, very round muscle bellies. And that the X-frame is very, very good. So if you had to, you're going on to New York um, this coming week, correct? Correct, yeah. Before we go on to New York, uh, I see you have a wifey. Is this your actual wifey or is this just a shirt that says my wife? How how long have you been married for? Well, we've been married for three years and we've been together for 11. How much does she compete as well or no? She does. Yep. And how much does she, yeah. is it, is she competing at the same time as you or should, does she wait till you're done kind of to take her turn? So she just, um, she just recently, her name is Alexa and, um, we've been together since high school. So we've been together for a really long time. And, um, she's seen me at my, when I was a baby, when I was the smallest <laughs> hundred pounds yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, She's my biggest supporter, but she's uh, she just got into bodybuilding um, a couple years ago. She did her first shows uh, in 2019, the year that I turned pro. She did her first couple, mm-hmm. and she does figure, and she did um, pretty well. She I think she got fourth at her first show, and then she ended up winning her second one. Yeah. Um, and so That's right great. now, she actually is – yeah, she is in prep right now as well, but we make sure that our shows don't line up exactly yeah. – but how hard is um, do you have any kids or no? No, no kids yet. No kids. How how what's the household like when you're both dieting? Is it turmoil or is it like you guys learn to kind of work with each other through the diet? No. It's uh it's awesome. It really works well for us because Good. we don't get cheat meals. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you're suffering you're, you're suffering together. That's right. right. Yeah. Right. We suffer together because if if I'm in prep and she's not, then she gets cheat meals and then I'm pissed off yeah. or vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's crazy. Um, it, it works really well, man. Like we, uh, yeah, it, we, we work really well together. We're a really good team. And, um, you know, we, we're eating the same, we have the same coach. So we eat very similar diet foods. Yeah. Um, we, we train, so we don't, we both do not work corporate jobs or anything 
So, I mean, we pretty much just live bodybuilding and I coach um, and she actually just quit her job and she started a photography business as well. So, I mean, we just get to do our own thing. We um, support each other and compete and um, it's just really good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, man. That sounds really, really cool. Um, What was I, is, is, could you, let me ask, okay, I know this is going to be an obvious answer, but maybe if you can elaborate a little bit on it could you do this without her? Like, does she do all the cooking? Do you do the, do you guys share the cooking? Like what is, how much of a support system is she? Obviously she's your, probably your biggest fan, but other than that, how big of a help is she to you? So, and this is funny because you like to cook as well, right? Do well, you cook? I don't trust anybody to cook for me. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I like, okay, I so take, mat- you- take matters into my own hands. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, I used to work in the restaurant industry, so okay. I, so, and I wasn't a cook or anything, but I've been around food a lot. So I actually do a lot of the cooking, yeah. um, but over the last year, um, especially turning pro and then the level that I'm at now and how hard we had to push, um, she makes it very easy to lean on where if we need chicken cooked or we need fish cooked or rice or whatever it is. Yeah. If I'm exhausted and I'm, you know, trained clients during the day, writing programs, trained myself, mm-hmm. and then I get home and I'm like wiped, she will, she helps kind of carry that slack and yeah. really helps um, with that. She takes care of our dogs. Um, she helps clean up around here. So she yeah. makes it a lot easier. And then especially like during peak week, because um, like right now I'm really, really low carb. Yeah. Um, especially coming up Indy, we're trying to negate any water rebounding. Um, and so I am getting a little bit tired and it's just very nice to have her as my, you know, she's my partner. She's right there with me and she's, you know, she runs into the grocery store if I need to, or, or what have you. So awesome. she's, yeah, she's really helpful for sure. Um, what, uh, you're coming into New York. Is she, does she fly with you to all the shows? Is she going to be in New York with you? Yep. So do you need her there? Let me add, like, when you're at the shows, do you feel like you need her there kind of as your like main support system to kind of, I don't know how to explain it to people that don't, don't compete, but it's almost like you could do everything by yourself, but having that person there is just kind of, is it calm you down? You got a call coming in? <clears throat> nope. You're good. Um, does it keep you kind of at ease and she takes care of everything you don't need to and having her there in New York with you? Does it kind of make it all just a smoother transition? Yeah. And like, for instance, like at Indy, if I forgot something in the hotel room or if I needed something or if I'm like, Hey, can you pack my meal up for me? Yeah. I mean, yeah, she makes it so much easier. And I even, uh, I mean, it sounds silly, but even like when I got done competing, I walked up and like, just given like the first person I wanted to see, Yeah, I was like, I want to see my wife Yeah, and yeah. I want to give her like, and I was missing her and you you probably i mean you get how that is it's like yeah 100 you get you get off stage and you're just like i just want to see that one person that's been with me through the whole ride yeah and give her a hug and yeah it's it's so it's going into new york um you know having her be able to fly out with me because she used to work a corporate job and we would have to request time off for her and it was it was extremely difficult and like we were just talking about this today, like how much nicer it is that we can just travel 
together and she can support me and my family's going as well. My parents and my brother. So they're actually already in Florida right now. No, that's awesome. Um, okay. So leading into New York, actually, before I, I have one question, when you got off stage and you had second place, and I know you said you expected to be in the first call out, is it still, is it bittersweet or is it like my pro debut is awesome because I got second or is it like, shit, I expected to win or I wanted to win. It's not as awesome as I thought it was like when you go and you give her that hug and you're, she's the first person you see, are you both like elated that you were second? Or are you kind of like, ah, I was almost there. Like, what's the feeling? She was elated. Okay. I, it was a hard <laughs> pill for me. It was yeah. a really hard pill for me. And yeah. again, I want to say congratulations to Tonio. He's again, we were chumming it up on stage. Like we were yeah. goofing off and like, he's, he's a really good buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we had a lot of fun, but, um, after the morning and how they kind of ran us through the morning, I did think that I had the win. Um, And especially in my hometown. Yeah. I think that's, that was where it hurt more. Yeah. Um, The whole crowd, there was so many people there, like my clients, my family, my friends. I mean, the place was packed Mm -hmm. and, um, it was a hard pill to swallow. It really yeah. was. And, uh, but then I, it only took me a couple minutes, you know, and I, I just was. Ah, shit. Well, that I, I got second. Sorry. you cut off. Yeah. You cut up for one second. Go back. You're, you're, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. It took you, some, um, it, took, it, took you it took you a couple seconds. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, it was a, it was bittersweet. It was a hard pill to swallow. I stayed backstage for a few minutes, um, to kind of gain my composure. And then, um, after a couple minutes, after I hugged my wife and hugged my mom, um, then I, you know, and then everyone was like, it's your pro debut. You literally got second at a stacked show. Yeah. And I had to remind myself like, all right, this is a stepping stone. And now, we know where to go and the Olympia for me is in sight. And so now it's like, all right, I'm thankful and let's regain focus and look at our next task, which is New York. Is it safe to say you have, okay. Is that the first show you've lost? Um, yeah. Since my first show. Yeah. I was just going to say, so is it safe to say you have very high expectations for yourself because most guys coming into their pro debut, I mean, and it wasn't an easy show. I mean, John Jewett was at the Olympia last year. I forget what he took, but I mean, like you said, Noel won that show a couple of years ago. So it's not like you just beat nobody and you're still, right. you still had a moment, right? So yeah. when, when you won, when you got your pro card, uh, who was the overall winner at that show? Uh, Zach Merkel. Okay. Okay. So you and you and Tonio had competed in the same show, but you had never actually beaten him. So this was the first time you actually competed against each other. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, because in the overall, I mean, the Jim Mannion told, um, told me that it was between Zach and I, and that it was really close. Okay. Um, but again, they don't really do like, they just do the overall. So yeah, yeah, but, and then back then was, you know, he was a lot lighter than me. He was probably almost 15 pounds lighter than me. 
So it wasn't like we really could stack up. We couldn't really like equate to each other yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So moving into New York now, what's the plan? How do you get better? How do you move from second to first? And is there better competition that you expect to be there? It's um, the lineup. The lineup just came out today. It's everyone from Indy. Is there anybody added to it or same guys? I think there's one guy added to it. I haven't heard of him before. I'm not uh, even remember his name um, for the life of me, but yeah, there's 10 of us so far. And again, is Tonio going also? No. Oh, okay. So you don't get a rematch, but you get a chance to, do you get a chance to walk away with a win now? Well, I, I still got to beat Jewett. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If the if the ma- if the if the ma- are you are you getting a call? Yeah, hold on just a sec. It's okay. Oh, where, there we go. You got me. There we go. So basically, what I was saying is, if the math holds up, you're next in line for that win, right? So obviously, John's going to try and make some changes, but so are you. So that was the question I had next: is what changes are you guys trying to make this week to be better than last week? Um. I, I think we can get a touch tighter, um, maybe a little bit drier, just that, just a little bit more crisp, um, you know, more of a polished look. But again, I mean, we, we really hit the nail pretty on the head yeah. at Indy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there won't be a whole lot of change. Obviously, my body's going to respond differently this week than it did last week. You know how it is, bodybuilding, it's every show, especially yeah. going back to back there are going to be some, and I'm flying and stuff. So there's going to be some little things that we have to kind of um, tailor my program towards, but like I am going lower carb right now because I carved up from Wednesday to Saturday. Um, And we pulled water extremely hard and it it allowed me to make the weight, but continue my carb up. Um, So I think the carb up is going to be less. I still obviously have glycogen pretty full um, from this last weekend. So we're going lower carb right now and really pushing water um, right now. And hopefully, you know, the weight comes down just like it did for Indy. And then we can, again, just kind of feed into the show and um, just get on stage and rock it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much just the same it's just uh, executing at a high level, you know, I mean, it's, there's not a whole lot to it. You know, it's not rocket science. We just uh, got to go out and do what we just did. I used to get better from show to show because I felt like for me, it was always hard to carb load the first time. So I would have, I would do a show then have like a, you know, a cheat meal after the show. And then I would have a week to get ready for the next show. And I would do the same thing you're doing. I would drop carbs and kind of, but, the thing is the next carb load always seemed so much easier because my body was kind of half loaded from the week before. So I, I right. was, al- I was always able to nail my conditioning better the second time than the first. So, I mean, maybe that'll come true for you as well. You'll get that little bit of crispness that you're looking for. And I think, I think you're right on that. I mean, because that first one, it's like you, you may be so depleted from getting the condition down yeah. that it's, it's almost like when you start reintroducing carbs, you start ripping through them too fast. Yeah. It's your, yeah. your body's just like hyper responding to added food. Yeah. And yeah, it takes a little bit longer for that to really soak in. So, um, and we were full, I mean, we were full blown, but I think, yeah, the carb load will be, should be a little bit simpler. 
um, this time. And then it, it should even help my waist be, you know, be even tighter. Yeah, and yeah. that's a strong suit for me. So it's, I think all the cards are, you know, kind of falling in the right direction. Now it's just about, I'm just going to, I'm just in machine mode right now. You know how that is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple questions and I'll let you go. Cause I know I didn't want to keep you long cause you're in, in super diet mode, but what, <laughs> When you say uh, we were cutting water and we cut really hard, what does that, what does that mean for last week? And is it going to be the same this week? Like, did you cut for, you know, did you start cutting your water Thursday, like Wednesday, Friday? When did you guys start cutting water? I'm trying to think. This is where my prep brain. I'm like, what day? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> well, no, because I remember uh, like, like we used to like one of my coaches, one of my most successful preps. I started to bring my water down on Wednesday. But then, I've, but, but then I've had other really successful preps where I kept my water really, really high until Friday. So yeah. you, you guys started bringing it down on Wednesday? I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, it was Wednesday that we had cut the water in half. Yeah. And then, and yeah, that's what it was. We had cut the water um, from like a gallon and a half down to like three liters. So like okay. six liters down to three liters. I did like eight liters early in the week. And then we did um, six liters and then we had cut it to three liters um, by Wednesday. And then Thursday, it was just at each meal. I had like six to eight ounces of water. Wow. So you really cut, um, hard. You cut water hard, eh? I'm surprised, you're hurt. Able, I'm surprised you're able to look so full though. You looked really good on stage. Like you looked it really weird. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, sorry. it was, no, I, Matt, even my coach and I, we were, you know, a little bit dumbfounded, like, Cause we were even uh, pulling sodium hard and that's like, <laughs> oh my God. So nothing, nothing should have worked and it still worked. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were like, you know, but we, we also, I was still a couple of several pounds over the weight class and my weight wasn't really dropping. Yeah. And that's where it was like, all right, we got to turn it on. Like let's yeah. pull some salt out. Let's pull, start pulling water. And I was a little nervous, but again, I get into that that machine mode, that rhythm where I'm like, okay, listen to coach. Don't think, don't look at social media, yeah. go do what you got to do. And, um, and Matt even said, well, it's kind of weird. You keep looking better with what we're doing <laughs> with no salt and no water. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what though? It's, it's the, the one thing though, I, I did not consider is I forgot you have a weight limit to like a weight cap that you have to be under. So yeah, I mean, I guess you would have to start cutting sodium, start cutting things out to try and get that. So where were you? Where did you actually weigh in at? Two eleven. So you made no problem. Not no problem, but you ended up making it. Obviously. Yeah, I actually I ended up floating five pounds the night before, and I ended up waking up on Friday at two oh nine. Oh, okay. And I had not dipped below like two eleven or two twelve the whole entire prep. Yeah. And the last day I dipped down to two Oh nine and then we were able to eat three meals on Friday before the weigh-in. And I just kept just the food didn't have to change at all. So that was really nice that we could just keep feeding. Yeah. That's great. Well, man, listen, I, uh, I don't want to keep you any longer cause I, I feel bad. I mean, I already kept you over the time and I know how it is the last week. So, um, maybe you can come on again when you're full blown, full of food. Um, yeah. one, one last question before you go. Did you have a cheat meal sure. after your, after the show on, on Saturday? Yes. What did you have? Oh yeah. Curious. Just Sushi. 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 That's not a cheat meal, man. Come on. <laughs> well, so 
it's pretty funny. So I'm actually, um, I have a sushi sponsor. I have a restaurant that really? sponsors me. Holy yeah. shit. That's what I got to fucking get. What the fuck is this? All right. Right, bro. <laughs> you got a sushi sponsor. So they, that's so insane. Yeah, and I have like a, I have a uh, a role on the menu that's named after me, and like they've taken really good care of me. And plus, like it's in my hometown, which is like 15 minutes south of the city. Yeah. So we already knew that a lot of the restaurants were going to be so packed, and it was kind of getting late. Yeah. And we um we actually asked if they would stay open a little late for us, and they did. And so we just took a small group of us, and we went. And just had a couple appetizers, and um, I think I ate like four sushi rolls, and um, then I was pretty much capped out. I think I had like half of a big cookie, and then I was like, "All right, I'm." <laughs> Plus, being dehydrated, I was like, "I'm ready to sleep right now." I was just gonna say, yeah, you hadn't had water in like three days, so you probably wanted to drink more than eat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, you got a sushi sponsor now. See, I'm stuck on that now. Now I got to figure out how to make that happen. <laughs> you gotta, you. I got to get a better connection. Uh, I'm sorry, man. You cut out again. Okay. Listen, we'll wrap it there. I, um, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate the time. I wish you luck in New York. And uh, I don't know. I hope to see you get on stage and look awesome again and get that win. No, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I've been watching the podcast for a long time, really since, um, since you guys had started it and uh, I've been following you for a few years. So I really appreciate you having me on and uh, yeah, I look forward to, to coming back on hopefully with uh, an Olympia qualification. Yeah, man. Anytime for sure. Thank you very much, man. All right. Thanks for all right, brother. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.